0: Thank back to convos let's just pick up where we left off so what are we saying
1: what you get from behind the screen to versus what you get like face to face right like for an example when i hear people talking about that they're using dating apps and you know finding a hard time finding people and like it's really hard to basically start these conversations and then kind of proceed it to meeting in person and then sometimes it's like you get like catfish because then you get to meet this person and you're like, what the fuck am I sitting here in front of? Sometimes it goes amazing and then it blossoms into something, but behind a screen, you could say whatever you want. Your tone can't be recognized, your expressions can't be recognized, what you're processing can't be recognized and you can't be like conflicted all of a sudden where you're like, oh, I might be coming off as a complete dick as other people's expressions kind of change as I talk. You can't read any of that versus what you could read in a person, right? Yeah. So are we hitting a new evolutionary point where we kind of have just come to ex- have to come to accept that being behind a screen is just normal or do we have to take a stop and basically destroy this interaction phase and be like no people need to go back to face to face? I think it's not
0: even that as drastic as people think it is well but me personally personally i'm a sociable person right i like talking it's easy for me to talk i don't really struggle with social interactions yeah so to me you kind of have to force people into having a conversation with you and then turns out they reciprocate maybe it's because of the way i look maybe it's the way i approach Mm -hmm. you know if i was a ginormous overweight not taken care of uh disgusting just the worst of every description that could be attributed to a human being if i was that person and i was trying overly hard to be sociable i don't expect anyone to want to interact with me but i am not that i take care of myself i present myself in a proper manner and you use the right language and people reciprocate i don't have a hard time talking to anyone but at the same time you do see that right where when you're fucking driving it's green but this dickhead in front of me is still sitting at the fucking stoplight because he doesn't realize it's green because he's sitting on his phone yeah and people don't prioritize when it's time to look at your phone and when it's not if you're taking a shit sit on your fucking phone i think that's the most appropriate time to sit on your fucking phone (laughs) take as long of a shit as you want expel all your bowel movements sitting on your fucking phone but when you're sitting in traffic just don't do it at least hide it. I see people with their phones out. That's the person like, dude, who's I like I on was,
1: their phone driving all the time. Yeah, dude.
0: down here where <laughs> I'm different. wearing, because I'm wearing shades and I'm just moving my pupils, so it looks like I'm looking straight, while my pupils are looking I mean, down. But I don't have the phone up above the fucking driver's side window where everyone in the world could see you being on your phone.
1: My question again is, I think what?
0: people will stay on their screens. It's not going to change. It's the, the evolution and the. And technology is to get away from screens to something internal.
1: So it'll be like in like wearing glasses on your screen. Just it won't going. be glasses.
0: Glasses are outdated. It'll be contact lenses.
1: Okay, but that's such a freaky idea that we just basically are so... It's not going to seem freaky. The interaction of human to human or human to object, human to animal, whatever, anything, is so personal and so precious, I feel like. nothing could be replacing it you know like you can never like i this whole conversation right now like i can read your expressions i could see almost your thoughts like kind of evolving in your head right now i can expect what you're going to say next in a way but when you're having a conversation over text and someone's just really heated and then just keep going at you you don't know what like they could just be sitting there just be laughing their ass off just being like this is all a fucking joke but that's not coming off as a joke to you at all
0: okay Texting is still primitive, okay? But it's like this. Just like how a touchscreen phone Mm -hmm. seemed revolutionary and it was hard for people to get used to. But now you see old fuckers on iPhones like they're young.
1: And they couldn't
0: even comprehend that 10 years ago. They're from the era where you have to spin a fucking dial, wait for it to retract, spin a dial, wait for it to retract, and then pick up the phone and talk to someone.
1: A landline.
0: As technology evolves, it'll normalize itself. You'll never wake up tomorrow and they'll tell you to wear a contact lens and it will show a screen in front of your eye. And the screen is transparent enough that you could focus on what's on the other side of it and focus on what's in front of your eye at the same time. And I'm giving you an example. It might not even be the truth. It might be something that might make people nauseous, whatever, but it's not. It's like this, you know, like in video games, there was a time when first person shooters where, you know, you're looking at through the eyes of a person Mm -hmm. and you just see a gun on the screen moving left and right, that shit used to make people nauseous. People used to throw up. People hated it. Now, it's the norm. If a game's not a first-person shooter, it most likely will not make money. Everyone's used to it. No one gets dizzy. People are criticizing every other aspect of the game besides the first-person shooter part because it's just something your body will adapt to. You'll get used to it just it won't be drastic enough to the point where people will question it
1: so it just becomes like a normal no yeah
0: the screen's not going to go away of... but the screen's just going to evolve to be something else and literally a screen is just something that's relaying information to you as a person you look at a tv screen yeah. you look at a computer screen you look at your iphone the point is you're just looking at a screen just to relay information to you mm-hmm. and if that information can be presented to you in any other way you will jump on that bandwagon like it's nothing because all you care about is the information. You don't care about the screen and and gen- specific. what is what's the negative aspect of having a screen in your eye? People won't be texting. you could drive you could look straight and be looking at shit in your eye.
1: But I feel like that could also be troubling, but that's not the point right now. But is it is it crazy to you to like comprehend that we're moving towards this like minimalistic society where like everything kind of gets bunched into one thing you know like your car could do everything for you now like your tv technically your phone could do everything that a tv and your radio slash ipod everything could do all into one i don't
0: think it's become minimalistic
1: i feel like it I is think becoming it's minimal- redundant but i feel like it's becoming minimal- minimalistic and redundant like they go co-hand co- together that people just keep repeating the same technology over and over in attempts to make it minimalistic but in actuality this is more
0: trash because think about it back in the day you had a TV for TV
1: yeah. you had
0: a radio for radio you had a fridge for the fridge mm-hmm. you had a car for the car and now if everything is doing the same exact thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: we still have a fridge, fridge for a fridge, fridge. a car or for a for car, car a TV <laughs> you yeah? like nothing's changed everything's doing the same exact shit but we're still buying every single individual thing to do just one individual thing yeah it's just super redundant. I have a smart TV. I don't use any of the smart features on it. I just use it to display my PlayStation, which does all the smart shit on it. Yeah. And play games. And all it does is one extra thing that the TV can't do is play games. games. But I don't use anything the TV does.
1: Okay. segging away. What's the best thing our parents gave to us? <laughs> and it's like, what's one quality of theirs or... Feature of theirs or anything I don't know, physical or not physical, that you think that they gave us or you in particular
0: support. I don't think Mama papa supported in the, uh, the the lifestyle aspect, where the right things to do, the wrong things to do, where to focus your mind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, what to do about school, this and that. It's a structural support they didn't give that. They they gave us or they gave me financial support in the sense that you never felt like you were missing something
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you were you were lucky enough to go to different countries you were lucky enough to have materials that weren't necessarily necessary as the child oh. very material stuff yeah. right where you always felt satisfied and people might call it spoiled
1: mm-hmm.
0: right but I just call it the life that I was given like I didn't choose to feel spoiled Yeah, it was just it was the way my parents went about it I would offset some of that Mm -hmm. to just how our class is going what class are you taking take this class to take that class Mm -hmm. why are you wasting your time with that class this is how you open a bank account this is how you get a credit card this is how you make credit card payments don't buy this don't buy that don't waste your time on that waste your time on this learn to do this don't learn to do that this is how you build a, a, a couch You know. Like so more those are real things world, they didn't give to no, yeah. Real world applications that I, I wish they would have given me mm-hmm. that would have benefited me further as an adult mm-hmm. than as a child. Everything that they provided us benefited us as a child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And none of it benefited us as an adult. Yeah,
1: I agree. You know?
0: And a lot of those things I had to learn myself. And they were had to be learned through obligation. Like... I need a fucking credit card. I make enough money to make payments, to build my credit, understand what credit is, enough to buy a brand new car, things like that. Like, I had to learn all that things, all those myself.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is where I wish they stepped in to teach me. Mm -hmm. Or walk me through it. Like, here, I would hold my pinky, walk me across the street. But instead, Babo was already across the street and told me to wait for him to come back. Yeah. You know? And it's like, yeah, but I didn't learn anything. Yeah. I I got a brand new car. And this isn't true, but I'm just saying, as an example, I got a brand new car, but why am I not paying for it?
1: Yeah.
0: Again, that's not true. (laughs) I am paying for a brand new fucking car. That's the way it would be if it wasn't for me stepping in and doing things myself. You realize the kid's a kid. Now he's not a kid
1: is that Asked. what you think you would do differently if you had kids
0: most definitely make a kid make him get a job at 16 for sure you want to fucking buy a car get a job I ain't paying for your gas I ain't paying for your insurance so you get a job you drive to work you pay your own fucking gas you pay your own insurance
1: and use that money see I feel like it's so funny that you have that perspective of them but I have the complete opposite perspective of where if I wanted something they were like well you figure it out like
0: yeah but you were an asshole
1: when I wanted to play sports it was like you work at the cart and the money that you get gets paid for your uniforms and like your sports travel well but
0: they didn't have that much money back then
1: well yeah I mean that's true but you know like you want to go to dance practices or you want to buy something you find a job work at Papa John you do that yourself homie they did everything but then in a way they also they kind of like unsayingly kind of enforced it but I do get what you're trying to say is that they had the court. the right
0: idea but it was just it, it has a very negative impact yeah on a person instead of realizing when to transition they just mm-hmm. didn't bother you know and, I, yeah. and some of it was our fault because they didn't want to talk to us they didn't want to deal with us they just you know like get the fuck out of my face type thing mm-hmm. but I think that was part of the frustration that caused us to be the way we work
1: that's true
0: and you were just hanging out with too many Indian people. <laughs> uh, the one goal in my life was to not be hanging out with
1: Indian people. That was your one goal in life, puppy. Like so your goal like, in life was to not hang out with Indian people.
0: Like, you know, there's that thing, right? If you stay grounded within your race, your mm-hmm. community, there's a lot of benefits because everyone speaks the same fucking language. You can relate you build connections in a more personable way because you guys could relate
1: yeah
0: but at the same time you're kind of a fop (laughs)
1: that's not where i was expecting this to go (laughs) you know what i mean like
0: your your motivation to integrate into society is so low that all you did was move into a new country okay and this is my fucking opinion i understand but i was gonna give
1: you a comparison of your cousins or our cousins and how that that's like not even true they've integrated into society yet they have a community that they're so close i have to. indian
0: friends uh, you just
1: said you don't have
0: i indian mean i have indian acquaintances <laughs> i have four best friends the reason i dedicate my life towards them or their well-being isn't because they're indian Like, that's not my motivation. It's because of who they are as people. They could have been any race in the world. Like, you know, I I don't think that should be a basis of your decision on who you decide to lean towards. You know, and I feel like when you move into a new society and you lean towards whoever you find familiar Mm -hmm. based on your home country, I think it, I don't know, it shows kind of a little bit of a weakness in your personality. Do you think
1: it's a weakness to associate with your own kind?
0: You don't really have a, a lot of... hesitation,
1: I feel like that's what you're trying to say.
0: But the hesitation is permanent. Where you don't even bother trying to integrate into a new society. Like, I don't like that. I feel like that's the worst part about moving to other countries. And the reason why people become racist. The original people that lived in those countries. Because when they come to a new... When, like, imagine if I'm American. Mm-hmm. I'm a white American, mm-hmm. dude. And I've been in America for three generations. Let's say Mm -hmm. my great granddaddy wrote the Declaration of Independence. Okay. I'm that fucking American. All right. Gotcha. And then you, you go outside and then you end up in a neighborhood and the fucking entire neighborhood smells like, it smells like goddamn curry. And you're like, what is this? Every single fucking Indian in the neighborhood moved into the same exact apartment complex. Like these motherfuckers are that uncreative where they couldn't just spread out. So you're talking about like
1: London and like
0: exactly New
1: York and like these cities where basically they have like sex of
0: where you feel you feel them. super unwelcomed yeah. in your own we'll goddamn country yeah I feel where that. you walk into the neighborhood and every single motherfucker is wearing a turban, but you're the only person that isn't. You've been here for three generations To
1: go back to your first initial point that you made that we have these norms in society that are kind of just like pre-justified that have been around for centuries that people are just like this is it and there's nothing beyond that so when there's nothing beyond that what makes me welcomed into this norm if I don't feel welcomed I'm going to go to what I feel welcomed in and then you basically in society you've created this subsection that you created because you define a norm to what you wanted it to be aka the white people of the world defined it and they were like this is how we normally run and then if you can't fit into that then you're not welcomed and if I'm not welcomed then well that gay looks pretty good too so I'm gonna go with that gay guy but that Indian guy looks pretty good too so I'm gonna go hang out with that Indian guy and that Mexican guy look you know so you start becoming pockets then so I don't think it's it's a it's a hesitation or it's not a weakness in one's personality it's a matter of humans basically not being accepting and you want acceptance you want to feel welcomed you want to feel like you have you're on this planet for a purpose and you're not just put here for just getting shunned upon by every single person around you and i get that you know that you have a choice to move to a different country you had the choice to walk into work or the job that you chose you had the choice like you have these choices but sometimes there aren't choices you're doing it because you want to pay for your fucking future kid. You want to do it because you got to save your wife fucking from Osama Bin and I don't know, like, shit
0: <laughs> so, so let's move to America. Let's all move into the same goddamn community my where point. all the women are wearing parkas and the dudes are looking like Osama. And let's have not the American people freak out. Right? That's what we should do.
1: But you get my point, though. <laughs>
0: me i understand but it's just something i never i never leaned towards yeah because in the east coast you know when we were there in new jersey and shit mm-hmm. like there was indians getting clowned on all the goddamn time yeah and i witnessed it and i didn't look indian so no one ever decided to pick on me like no one would ever they would get on the bus and they would never pick me out as an indian dude not only because i didn't sit near them but also because i didn't look it
1: was this like but one I, I witnessed
0: the... Indians getting made fun of, and it was mostly South Indians because these motherfuckers yeah. don't open the windows when they cook, and they smell like shit, shit. and yeah. they fucking get on the bus, and the whole bus starts smelling like shit, so what do you fucking expect? They're obviously going to look at the girl with the coconut oil in her hair and pick on her. You would witness it, and it would be kind of shocking, but at the same time, you also, as a young kid that doesn't want to get bullied, <laughs> you don't want to associate with the motherfucker that's getting bullied. You know, like the fat kid that's getting bullied, you never go stand next to him, so then you could be associated with him. You stand away from him, and it sucks for the kid that's getting bullied. But hello, like all the so distress that is causing gonna you. you're never going to be
1: the superhero in any of the stories. Hell,
0: motherfucking no.
1: You're gonna. Be I like the ex- to live.
0: Okay, <laughs> I don't want to die because I know heaven don't exist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How, what advice would you give your kid then in situations like this? Would you basically be like, oh? You want to live. You don't say nothing, honey. You just go to the bus and you Why just... Why would smoke. I tell a
0: kid that? They barely had any years on this planet. I'm going to ask him to be fucking Batman? No, I'm going to be... No, would you shit.
1: not want your kid to be a righteous human being? Would your kid, would yeah, you not could, want them to stand could, up for what...
0: Indirectly, you could be more righteous than directly. Okay?
1: That's not true, puppy. It's if 100% you're true. you basically said nothing, you're basically a part of the ones that are saying something altogether.
0: It. I'll put it in perspective, Okay. Directly, you're going to run into the burning building and save two people, all mm-hmm. right? Two fucking people. And you almost killed yourself by burning, running into the burning uh-huh. building. In turn, the entirety of your life, the 60 plus years that you you saved in your life from not running into the burning building, you donate $10 a month to a charity movement.
1: agreed like things but that's an extreme you're that saving you can, thousands no, but you're no, even no, no, no. tens of thousands you're giving of an extreme the same could be applied to like when you donate to basically all your animal foundations that you and I do for that yeah you're not going to go out there and save every single animal but you're going to donate to the welfare of it but to a kid if a kid's being bullied because they're fat or they're fucking stink you're not going to tell them like oh donate to the gods. <laughs> <laughs> no but that's
0: not the, that's not the point that the I'm...
1: point is that you basically want to teach people from wrong of right you just it's basic fucking common sense and courtesy of being like hey if someone's getting bullied it's just wrong you just want to tell your kid straight up like if someone's getting bullied you don't have to stand up every single time but if you feel like you strongly fucking feel like that's fucking wrong you do what your kid tells you to do plain and simple
0: look if (laughs) if you tell your kid that's getting bullied yeah that hey stand up or I don't even know what the fuck your argument is. You
1: basically said that you want to live your life. You would not basically try to be that kid on the bus that protects the kid. I never bullied. said that. Or like you wouldn't associate I'm just it with associate your kind. With yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to go sit next to the kid that fucking smells. So when someone throws a juice box at it, it could accidentally hit me. Okay. And I'm not saying that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It's just be like, damn, damn, motherfuckers, I'm gonna <laughs> You know like that was what was going on and it was obvious who they were talking about yeah and that kid out there in silence while everyone around him talked about the same subject that's the bullying that i'm talking about i'm not saying someone went up to him gave him a wedgie because he smelled like coconut oil and this was before the fad of people were drinking coconut oil people were massaging their assholes with coconut oil all that you know like i'm talking before coconut oil was famous it was only the indians that were using it on their skin
1: but you could have been that kid on the bus that was like, oh, yeah, you think hooking Hey, you guys,
0: you guys need to stop bullying her. Like, you don't I'm even a... have
1: to, like, do You could just be very, like, smart and, like, quirky about it. A just sixth
0: be... grader? Brad, <laughs> you clearly
1: thought you were the shit of the world back no, then. No, I in the wasn't.
0: Day. I was a goddamn sixth grader sitting in the front of the bus. Eighth grade is when I was sitting all the way at the end. I was VIP. That's it. Me and three other black kids. I was the only one.
1: Take us <laughs> so to your original point that... I don't think there is a sign of weakness when people associate themselves with their own cultures or kinds.
0: I never said that. I just said I'm not motivated as much as other people are. And I feel like it exemplifies the racism in people that don't understand. They don't understand the comfort in being in their own kind when they're doing the exact same thing. They're finding comfort in their own kind. White people get together and they become racist towards other cultures, finding comfort in their own kind just because someone else is finding comfort in their own kind. But the, pe- the thing is, the people that are finding comfort in their own kind, when they come to this country, they purposely go just towards that. Instead of integrating into society, they go just towards that, which exemplifies the racists. If they see all these brown people hanging out together and they become a target. They become a general target. A one person smells, they'll associate the entire group. They won't look at them as individuals. And you don't help that by all grouping into that fucking individual group. Like branch out your friends, yo. People are damn friendly. Talk to other people. It's good to have connections, but at the same time, you're not helping yourself. And I just never was intrigued by that. I just always went towards other people as I never had a hard time finding friends.
1: So many <laughs> of you. That.
0: Anyways, but a little more interesting question is mm. the fact that we've been to India now we're lucky enough to go there so we don't misrepresent our culture or forget it Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I tend to notice Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is that a lot of Indians are embarrassed of their identity where you'll come across Indians that are afraid to admit that they're Indian or you'll go to India and you come across people that are willing to forget Hindi or they're willing to disrespect the religion or associate it with the lower class or they're willing to upset tradition rapidly,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? There's, There's certain aspects of the Indian culture that needs to move the fuck on, like girls and guys should be allowed to make out and fuck freely. There's certain parts of it is like Why are you so afraid to speak your native tongue? Why are you so intrigued with the English language? Why are you so intrigued with Western culture and not your own? Why are you so intrigued with moving to another country and willing to lie about your citizenship when you have a fucking accent? Yeah. Why is there such a sense of
1: disassociation
0: with being Indian? like you're not proud of it Yeah. when every other culture that you come across is proud of their native homeland
1: Uganda forever
0: no it doesn't matter you see Mexicans they're yeah. happy about it there's so many Mexicans that drive around playing fucking mariachi Tea music, music yeah. I never see I mean you come across one or two but you think of them as fobs you know like I don't want to think of them as fobs because I think of the Mexicans as fobs when they're playing mariachi music is
1: this question in context of being in India or being here
0: in both you just have this sense of these people aren't proud of themselves when India's gone through so much India's such a culturally rich country it has so much damn history that's so damn intriguing Yeah, that you feel like if you people aren't proud of it
1: mm. who is
0: going to tell the world Yeah, that is what you should brag about India has so much to brag about like so damn much to brag about England came to India and took that shit over for 300 plus years because they were so enthralled with it, you know? How could you not brag about that? That these white motherfuckers came to India and took it over for over 300, 400 years because they were so enthralled with it. That Christopher Columbus was looking for India, specifically. And these people are forgetting that fact.
1: So there's two sides of this, I feel like. And i think you're associating it with because of what our family associations have been because you haven't actually maybe interacted outside of the family of people because I, I, th- th- I
0: don't have any new friends
1: <laughs> yeah a that and b like even when we go to india you don't necessarily talk to like someone that's not within our family like you wouldn't go to like a person in the market and be like
0: last time i was in india i was talking to some homeless dude about cocaine
1: but that's not the conversation about India being like, you know, India the great. The shit that India's gone through in the ages that it has there's the old generation of thinking where you will find those people that are like, India is fucking great, dude. We basically became a world player. We put cricket on the fucking map. You know, they have such a rich culture itself. Basically put yoga on the world, turmeric on the world, pomegranate on, you know, like they put all this shit on the fucking world. The point being, at the same time, Western culture or what is secreted out of it and then gets down to the Indian culture and what is given to them has basically become this, like, cool idea of, like, oh, you need to be gay, you need to be a female kind of gay, and you need to be having, like, a girlfriend when you're, like, 15 and you can make out with her in the fucking car and then you can have, like, three other girlfriends after that. You can have sex with any girl you fucking want. What they dissect out of what the Western culture is, they basically they're like Indian lifestyle, religion, not eating meat. Ugh, what is that? I need McDonald's in my life. They basically push aside everything that's Indian because they're like. Yeah, so
0: are you agreeing with me or are you disagreeing? I'm with trying
1: me? to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make you understand what it is that is happening here. Is they basically this new generation is looking at the old generation going like shoving it away because and it's not just indian culture it's actually all cultures all across the board that a new generation is basically looking back at their older generation and saying nah dude like this shit's okay, fucking but that's, bull crap because all it is is wrapped up in is religion and politics and nothing that fucking actually is relevant to the okay, new but world but that's
0: that's all natural my point is though that they're still speaking korean they're still speaking Mandarin.
1: And so do Indian people, I it's not that pretty well.
0: But you know, you know as an observer that it's an exception to the rule. Because if you go to India, they're all fucking speaking English. And they sound like 7-Eleven workers.
1: If I was a fucking American nomad trying to fucking go to India and do my fucking shit, I could do it for hella cheap. So the basic tourism is fucking perpetuating to a maximum. So the need of a fucking fobby ass rickshawala to be like properly speaking English on a cell phone, be like, "My damn, I could take you anywhere," is gonna fucking happen. Right. They're not not approving think, of their okay, goddamn like, religion re- or okay, their culture. They're just up. moving on with society because they realize that's where the money's being made. Hold up,
0: you think that's who I'm referring to? A rich who,
1: who are you referring to? On a vote? The
0: general populace that is equal to us. But they work in ri- like
1: answering machine fucking companies where they're like, "Hello, welcome to AMX. What can I help you with your fucking what year credit is card?" Two thousand eight. No, no one fucking they- doing that. Yes, they are. If it's not fucking India, it's fucking Manila in the fucking Philippines. If it's not fucking Manila in the Philippines, it's goddamn okay, somewhere in China. Is, when
0: the when the Filipinos leave the call center, they start speaking Tagalog. In India, when they leave the call center, they're still speaking Seven Eleven.
1: But hey, you just said they got ruled by British people for 300 years and they didn't have to happen to speak English back then. So they're like, well, let's just make use of it now. So what's the problem with that? are
0: clearly not understanding my point. You see Indian actors and actresses, they're all speaking English and they sound like Seven Eleven workers. They don't sound good.
1: Any Indian actor, actress sounds perfectly fine, dude.
0: But they don't. And you know they don't and the point is you go to France no one's speaking English no French actor is speaking English they're speaking French when they're doing interviews in France because they're proud of their country they appreciate their country being proud is totally
1: different than being a fucking dick if you know the world re- well, language we on to... the world playing field is fucking English and every person can understand it And you don't need a translator or you don't need someone on the side basically telling oh, wh- okay. you in the year Can you say that to them? That might be entirely bullshit that I'm saying to you But just tell Donald Trump that I'm actually saying this
0: when your audience is French
1: <laughs> You're
0: doing an interview on a French TV station You're a French actor and the person asking you the question is speaking to you in French Is it a dick or move? to answer the question in French or in English. when Dicker moved
1: to answer in English, clearly. Indian people do the same thing they answer in Hindi. No, they
0: don't.
1: Uh.
0: Look at that. They don't. And you know it. And you're trying to make an exception to the rule because you're trying to play devil's advocate. But you know I'm right. You went to India. Everyone fucking speaks English and they sound like 7-Eleven workers. It's kind of cute when some cute girl talks like that and some of the words are funny and you know but the vast majority of it's not cute and it's like dude i would rather prefer you speaking in hindi as an american coming to india and speaking to you in hindi than you coming back to me and speaking in english and me feeling like i'm talking to a (laughs) 7-eleven worker you go to india
1: every single corner in india in a a metropolitan city as well where in the rest of the world too in every fucking metropolitan city people have adapted to the fact that people fucking speak english you're gonna go to india and be like could you speak hindi to me yeah it's ridiculous point being that yes the indian culture has been neglected and kind of pushed aside because every culture these days
0: they're rebelling too damn hard and the thing is they're losing their sense of culture and you know it they're fucking on netflix now okay (laughs) okay (laughs) Which you wanted to brag about, but I think it's about
1: damn time,
0: which is fine. Okay. But you can't, you can't lose track of your culture. You have to be proud of who you are.
1: What is culture? Is it defined by religion? Is it defined by norms? Is it defined by societal acceptances of what?
0: It's defined by what you believe in. It's defined by religion. You could attribute it to religion. You could attribute it to societal norms. It's defined by religion. It's defined by what you eat and it's defined by how you perceive the world and it's in and, and your history and your language
1: But my history doesn't say like I can't eat a cow. What part of my history says I can't eat a cow What part of my history says I can't fuck a man if I want to before marriage What part of my history says that I hey, can't fucking go have-
0: out? No har- there's no harm in being an outlier, okay? I'm not saying you don't have to fuck. Your but man. that's what
1: you're saying. You're losing that culture. In our culture, basically, in Indian culture, yeah, but what it's I'm it's looked saying, down upon or shunned upon if you're fucking fucking a dude before you're getting married. I know. As I'm not the rest saying, of the world I'm,
0: is, I'm, there's some things that don't necessarily have anything negative to it. But when you, when the rest of the world is proud of theirs, which they're also fucking dudes before they get married, but they still speak their language and they prefer to speak i feel language. like you're
1: hinging on the fact that people apparently in india are not speaking hindi and that they're losing their culture on the basis of not speaking. i know hindi. but they don't
0: talk about their they don't talk about indian history that's example.
1: who so here's an example this whole remember the whole delhi rape case that happened right mm-hmm. and how they made a huge big deal out of it and they were like oh my god it's so shocking that our men could do some bullcrap like that blah 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 right Go back to the fucking Vedas, go back to the fucking Ramayan, go back to any of these things. Clear fucking example that when in Ramayan, when the Pandavs, do you do you know the, what the story of this is? No. That they basically put up their wife as The bait of you know if we lose this match, you could have our fucking wife because apparently one wife was married to five brothers because that was a fucking thing back in the day. She
0: was getting all the love. (laughs)
1: How
0: lucky is she? Point
1: being, they clearly fucking lost this game of chess or whatever the fuck they were playing. So they were like, "All right, we gonna (laughs) fucking." I don't know if it was exactly. No, it was definitely not cricket. This is before the English took over. The point being, they lose the game. And they're like, we're going to strip your woman, like, naked in front of everyone that's watching here, right? So as they're doing this,
0: and... Yeah, 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 the fucking propaganda about the Saudi never comes out.
1: Yeah, the point being, this rape cultural society has existed in fucking (laughs) ages. It's not something new. We talk about it in our holy fucking books.
0: Okay, full for real? Are so, you really going to use that example as this? these dudes driving a bus around Delhi, raping the shit out of a
1: girl? No, I'm saying that when people act surprised in our culture that this is not a part of our culture, this is not something that we fucking promote. No one's blah, surprised blah, blah. about
0: that. That's the thing. In India, no one's surprised. They just attribute it to their... Uh, it's, it's lower caste. It's uneducated. And even
1: lower caste, it's a part of our culture. What the fuck does lower caste mean? A higher class man that's a fucking rich ass kid from a rich ass NRI bullcrap is raping okay, the same fucking that. women that these apparent lower class are raping too okay
0: here's what the thing. does that mean okay let's go back to the french right the french don't guillotine people anymore they got rid of that out of their culture mm-hmm. but they still speak french you see what i'm making I'm appreciate the good parts of your history
1: you're defending really hard on community right now but the thing is now you basically put people into sex like, we've basically created borders to say hey when as soon as you step into this thing these are the rules you follow look why why can't there just be a universal law that goes across all borders
0: there are there are certain universal laws that go across all borders but that don't murder don't rape don't pillage don't steal
1: but everything across all borders why does culture have to associate with law you're basically asking culture to be associated with law but the muslims are basically making the same argument that hey this is my culture what's the fucking problem
0: what's their culture
1: it's their culture to wear a fucking hijab if they fucking want to, because their p- women can be protected okay, that way. It's their fucking culture that if you goddamn rape someone, I'm gonna fucking stone you to death. It's their goddamn culture. So what the fuck you tripping about, bruh?
0: Okay, okay that. What did I name and what did you name? I named the basics. I think the I think the Muslims also agree that you shouldn't murder people. Those are basic rules that humanity as a whole agreed upon. Even the animal kingdom agrees upon it. You don't see gazelle fucking spearing each other just because that dude ate his patch of grass it just doesn't happen but there's some things that make you unique i'm
1: not disagreeing with the fact that we should have a uniqueness and we should stand behind it but when you start associating culture which very much gets translucent into religion and history and basically you know class division and everything and what you associate with that gets kind of muddy that basically starts then going into this idea that you could kind of say anything that you want and you should be able to fight for it. And everyone else in the world can be like, well, well
0: that's the thing. The the point is, if I was to move to, if I was to move to Saudi Arabia,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Melanie's going to have to wear a hijab. Yeah. And she's also going to need a, <laughs> <laughs> she's also going to need a tracking chip in her arm so I can track her movements and make sure she's not talking to another dude. That's and and God damn does she dare to drive cause I ain't gonna have no fucked up ovaries no
1: they have they have laws now that they can drive now. I ain't gonna have
0: no fucked up ovaries when I wanna have a baby because once these women start driving the vibrations of the car over these shitty roads is
1: that an argument that was actually made yeah
0: it fucks up their ovaries okay when in Rome do as the Romans do anyways thanks for the intriguing conversation about when we had it, and it was interesting just, seeing your perspective on things. Kita.
1: Thank you for having me, and until next time,
0: this is Combos, and <laughs> <next time. laughs>